0: Welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio, everybody. This is Neil Gore, your host, and I hope you're all doing wonderfully, beautifully. And this is the radio show that is for you, designed to shift and empower in this paradigm shift that's going on right now, to really increase awareness, but also provide tools and techniques so that we can keep ourselves empowered and our vibrations, you know, solid in this crazy chaos, seemingly dive, dive you know divided world right now, right? So I'm excited that you guys are with me right now because this just shows that we're on the same journey, that we really want to create this beautiful, peaceful harmony on earth and that it's possible and the potential that we have as human beings is limitless and we're only now discovering it and it's exciting. So even though we see all this craziness everywhere, I'm hopeful for the future so much. I have no doubt in my mind how this reality is going to be looking in the future, no doubt at all. So love you all, thank you so much for being here. And today we're gonna have Rebecca Hardcastle. And as I said a lot of times, that this content is evergreen, because even when I tell you about an event that is coming up, or it's gonna be this weekend, or just past, it's evergreen content. You can watch it back all the time. So this one I'm telling you about, the Institute for Exoconsciousness, that I've connected with Rebecca Hardcastle. It's a non and it's a place where humans can work on the exoconscious abilities um, to communicate with otherworldly beings or just tap into their limitless potential. And it's all tied into the extraterrestrial experience of phenomena. And Rebecca Hardcastle is really behind this, including with some other people, like Sheila Seppi, from who I just did the walk-in conference with, the walk-ins conference and um, this one is we're going on on february 6 we're going to do the first ever institute for exoconsciousness online conference so a, con- con- a conference on exoconsciousness so check it out on our website go to portalsrecension.org go to the events there check out the exoconsciousness event if it's coming up sign up for it if it's past, sign up for it if you can't attend it let me know and attend for free or donate because you should be there and this information is now available and ready for everybody and it's something epic so if you like what you're hearing here you can support us on patreon.com portal to ascension sign up to our facebook facebook.com portal to and join me your host on instagram at ig at mc underscore resonance at mc underscore resonance so let's get into this uh interview now with rebecca hardcastle
1: This is Shariah Dharmat, and I'll be introducing Rebecca Hardcastle. Rebecca, welcome. I got to see your panel yesterday um, with everyone. It was really fascinating. And you have such an incredible breadth of um, abilities and knowledge and everything. And I'm trying to see if maybe Neil can make sure that we were seen on the, on the camera. I see it's just going to the logo now.
0: No, everybody um, can see
1: it. What's that? Okay, it's just my setting. Yeah.
0: You, you okay. just see me, but everybody can see you.
1: Okay, wonderful. Um, thank you for that. And let me just introduce Rebecca properly here. Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright, PhD, is a leading expert in psychic intelligence and cosmic consciousness, and she's committed to building what she calls an exoconscious civilization. She actually coined the phrase back in 2008, it looks like, and she wants this to see this civilization be co-created by human and non-human intelligences, including ETs and multidimensional beings. So it's very related to what we were just talking about with Misha and I, there were a lot of questions about this, the, the good, the bad, the otherwise, like what's, what is full of integrity? What is questionable? Where does our discernment come in with all this? It's gotta be a huge question on your mind, Rebecca, I'm sure. And you feel that claiming our psychic intelligence and also our our psychic abilities is a really big part of this transition that we're in right now. You've been a member of the Apollo 14 astronaut group and Edgar Mitchell's Quantrack International Science Team. You've researched zero-point energy, consciousness, and the ET presence. You've got some books like how exoconscious humans guide our space-faring future. This is all extremely fascinating stuff which we are only just beginning to understand as humanity and so welcome to Portal to Ascension conference. I really look forward to hearing what, what you'd like to say. Do you want me to guide with questions or would you prefer to just sort of take it, take it away? What is your desire?
2: What if I, well, first of all, it's wonderful to meet you. And um, I looked into your work. It's fascinating. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) I love everything you do. And your relationship with Neil is such a wonderful thing. What about, um, I have a short presentation. Uh Um, If I just do the presentation and then I'll just leave time for questions and we can discuss it. Beautiful. Would that be okay? I think it'll answer a lot of questions people have about our work with the Institute for Exoconsciousness. So if it's okay, I'll just share my screen. Okay. So am I all on okay? I need to go to a slideshow first. Yes,
1: we can see your, your presentation now.
2: But is it, it's probably just coming Hit up. Hit
1: right. yeah, There you go.
2: Okay. Um, I just want to thank Neil and Alan and yourself for inviting me to participate in this. It's been such a, a wonderful opportunity. And um, today I'm going to be talking about the Institute for Exoconsciousness. Our nickname is IEXO. And uh, we're a small community of committed people with a big vision. Our vision is that we are co-creating an exoconscious civilization. So that kind of gives you a little bit of idea. Sorry, this came off again. It gives you a little bit of an idea how big our vision is. our group is an international group, and I just want to say that I I am so moved by the commitment of this small group of of extraterrestrial and multidimensional experiencers. Um, they they come together. We share our psychic intelligence. Our board we're an, a nonprofit, and our board of directors is actually guided by our beings uh, as well as ourselves. So when we Plan our meetings when we have discussions. We uh, we have built that into the model of our nonprofit that uh, those who participate are expected to bring in their psychic intelligence, their their um, contact and communications with extraterrestrials to participate in the in the institute. Just to be clear, we are a group of experiencers who are not only integrated, but we're very grounded. So we're so grounded in our contacts that we actually have ongoing conscious contact with our extraterrestrials. And we use this to integrate um, into our lives. And very importantly, we, inter- we integrate it into our, um, our professional work. So I recently wrote a book called Exoconscious Humans Claiming Psychic Intelligence in a Transhuman World, and I I wasn't expecting to write this book, but it sort of just burst itself, and it it goes a lot into what Misha was talking about. I was pleased to be able to hear part of her talk and to sort of tie, tie these two talks together because... Uh, like Misha, I had looked heavily into MKUltra, I'd looked at Project Monarch, Mind Control, Hypnotherapy, all of those different things. And all of a sudden I just got interested in artificial intelligence and I began to wonder about um, outside of these quote, um, you know, kind of human-to-human Project Monarch or MKUltra. Um, types of control situations on our consciousness, was there an issue around um, artificial intelligence and our ability to actually be psychically intelligent? And what's it going to, what is artificial intelligence? What's that impact going to be on the whole topic of this conference today that are these over these days, uh, which is ascension? So is there a, a, an impact that's going to be a part of our ascension or affect our ascension in any way? And we don't really approach this quest, these questions as a negative question, but we approach it more as how do we navigate this new emerging reality of transhumanism? How do we make our way in a very responsible and above all conscious manner in order to build this exoconscious civilization that we had. This morning I tuned in and I saw Adrian gave that beautiful uh, meditation. I hope some of you uh, that have tuned in now have had the chance to be part of that. It was such a moving thing. And as you know, as I was watching Adrian and his just going down into his heart and, and into all of the chakras in his body, going down into mother earth and then out into the cosmos, I was just struck by that freedom that we all have now to meditate and to pray and to set intentions and to use our consciousness. And we in the Institute feel like the preservation and the advancement of natural human consciousness. So in other words, body, mind, spirit, our chakras, our entire body. Is involved in this psychic intelligence, that that is one of the things that we have to be aware of, that we have to preserve and also advance at the same time. So just to quickly define exoconsciousness, um, exoconsciousness is the innate human ability. So what that basically means is that every human has, because by virtue of the fact that they're conscious, and that their consciousness goes into this non-local field that we've been talking about through this symposium, uh, the, the field of consciousness, that this, this innate human ability through it, we can connect, communicate, and importantly, co-create with ETs and multidimensionals. So the challenge of, of, of um, transhuman consciousness, what, what does that look like? Transhumanism basically or the the growth of artificial intelligence means that through artificial intelligence, the human body, so our sensory abilities, our ability to see, our ability to hear, our ability to speak, all of those are enhanced as well as our emotional abilities are enhanced. And we can see this on social media with the use of memes and how things are falling into these meme-like symbolisms. So um, also in terms of our consciousness, in terms of connecting to one another as humans. So that's uh, transhumanism as technology. And interesting to sort of uh, piggyback on what Misha was talking about, transhumanism is not new. It's not something from the 2020. This is a really old school of beliefs. It's been around a long time. Um, When Misha talked about um, um, ETs coming in and working with animals and plants and and, uh, other types of being, birds here on earth, actually that's all part of alchemy. So alchemy believed that we lived in this ladder. So as 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 humans ascended this ladder of evolution first we were animals which is the lowest ladder next we were plants so we they merged we, we uh, humans merged with plants and then the third is that humans would merge with minerals and parts of the earth which is where we're at today that's what really transhumanism is is when we talk about machine man or whatever and then the actually the the Top, the top level for alchemy is actually uh, a masculine androgyny was what the old alchemists felt would be the highest place that we reach. So this is an important point. I'll just make it real very briefly. There's been lots of um, brain initiatives by our government um, back in with Bush in the 1990s to the 2000s and then the uh, brain initiative in the Obama administration. So the whole point of these brain um, initiations, these brain initiatives that garner a lot of money and prestige is that transhumanism basically believes that the brain is a machine or the brain equals consciousness. And so everything is located in my head. So basically in transhumanism, your head gets really big because that's the whole focus of, that sort of science. And so very briefly about this is like a two second um, overview of artificial intelligence. The, the, the outer, the outer, this, they're sort of like nesting dolls, the, the Russian babushka dolls is how I like to think about it. So in artificial intelligence, the first doll would be artificial intelligence itself as a, as a whole. And you can think of that as uh, when you go on Amazon and, or to a retail store, you order something. And this system says, well, because you ordered this item, now you may want to order that item. So it's kind of a linking, if this, then that kind of uh, 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 digital intelligence. The second one is machine learning. And machine learning um, was basically put together with by playing checkers. So uh, uh, a man would, uh, named Samuel, um, I think his last name is Samuels, he would play checkers with a computer uh, endlessly until the computer won every time. So it was just basically data input of make this move, no, make that move. And then the third um, little babushka doll inside of AI and machine learning is deep, what we call deep learning. And that's what we see coming forth today in terms of uh, driverless cars, um, automatic cars. Um, uh, we, I live in Phoenix and we have Waymo's driving all over, um, it's part of Google Alphabet driving all over Phoenix. So this is just basically gathering data. So in the hopes that um, literally a car, an autonomous car as they call them will actually drive better than a human but that still leaves the question could artificial intelligence really replace natural human consciousness is it really going to is it really going to be something that we need to navigate around in order to meditate or in order to connect with extraterrestrials is this really an issue and I ran into uh, this fourth babushka doll, and she's called Artificial Intuition, uh, put together by a company called Deep Stacks. So in artificial in- in- intuition, they're literally mimicking with um, artificial-, artificial intelligence, your gut feeling. So if you get a gut feeling of something that's going to happen, in the future or if how something needs to play out then that gut feeling is what artificial intuition is trying to to actually mimic. So Artificial intuition is for anything that has an uncertain outcome. And so what they did was they played poker and they used the game of pokers instead of checkers in order to develop this artificial intuition. This is being used, for example, when we hear about these different scenarios that the military runs, these different planned programs and scenarios, or um, John Podesta recently did a transition integrity project, probably run by artificial intuition to figure out whether or not how the um, election was going to turn out. So elections or wars, these are the sort of things that have an uncertain outcome that artificial intuition is used for. So little did I know that I'd be moving from artificial intelligence into synthetic biology. I didn't even know what synthetic biology was. I, but once I got into it, uh, my eyes were open to uh, its reality and I think many of us have become you know very aware of what synthetic biology is today we hear that bantered around it's actually replacing what many of us took in college many of us took microbiology today when you go to college you may take microbiology or university but probably you're going to be taking a form of synthetic biology in your curriculum so interestingly enough, back in the '80s, I worked at a campus that was built from the ground up to be handicap accessible, and so we had a lot of kind of geoengineering going on there. That there was a professor that was uh, helping this these handicapped, paralyzed people to get up and walk, and swim in the pool, and doing all kinds of amazing things. And I got so interested in it, but I felt called to to do this um, this conference. It was called the High Impact of the the the, the the um, impact of high technology, the ethical impact of high technology. And for some reason, I just felt like this, we, I needed to look at this. We as a university needed to look at this. And then several decades later, I end up in Washington, DC, as, as, um, as my introduction said, I was working for the astronaut, Dr. Edgar Mitchell. And I lived in this apartment complex, aptly named Avalon and it was right across the street from Craig Ventner's genome project. <laughs> so I could like sit in my apartment and look out over the lawns of the genome project. So needless to say, I got, I got very interested in that. I would walk around that building and which had like kind of one way lights and like, can you see me? I can see you, what are you doing? What's happening in there? And then um, in terms of ufology, I've been um, very, very active in um, exopolitics, very active in ufology for a few decades now. I've, I've actually been an experiencer since I was a child, so I've been very drawn into that field. And in ufology, we talk a lot about the secret space program. Do we have these, you know, ET-like craft, or you know, what's what's all this missing trillions of dollars being spent on? And I began to see that. Actually, synthetic biology program actually wove into the secret space program that this geoengineering that was happening in space was also happening in our bodies. That was a real wake-up call for me. So how do we navigate a transhuman world as exoconscious humans? Real quick, I want to give you the best example I can, I, I can get. There's a new Nike sneaker coming out. It's called Hyper, Nike Hyper Adapt. It costs almost $800. So let's just pretend that you buy your son a pair of Nike Hyper Adapt sneakers for $800. I don't know why you would do that, but if you did, those sneakers will, are um, able to monitor the internal workings of his body through his cell phone as well as his Fitbit. Also, when you buy your son these Nike Hyper Adepts, it also connects you to the Bitcoin world. And Nike now has something called um, crypto kicks. So you are then through your shoes being part of a crypto kick on the cryptocurrency network. And not only are your sneakers on the network, but also your jeans are on the network. I, I started looking at this company called GeneCoin uh, several years ago, actually back in 2014, six years ago. And it's just kind of one of those things I just stumbled upon, and I began to see how the Bitcoin world was ready to transfer all of this wor- work that the Genome Project had done. So. Craig Ventner's Genome Project and different groups of that through the Obama and the Bush Genome Project. How they were actually able to take DNA and put it up, your DNA, your son's DNA and put it up on the blockchain and literally be able to, re- to reproduce yourself through, through this blockchain. So basically your shoes and, so your shoes and yourself both have a soul and that soul is uploaded onto the blockchain. So just to be clear, technocracy, and this is gonna kind of finish it up, but technocracy really is transhumanism and it's an economic system. It's literally all encompassing. So when we spiritual um, people talk about oneness and all, um, we have to also realize that science and transhumanism also Believe that they are also all encompassing. So let's start really quickly with how this happens to your son. So he's got these Nike hyper adapt Adap shoes, and he wants to go to a vocational institute high school and he wants to become a nurse. So he enrolls in a curriculum on nursing, so he maybe becomes nursing assistant, gets his LPN, whatever those different certifications are for, for nurses that you can get in high school today. Every time he gets a certification, he gets what's called a digital badge. That digital badge is then uploaded as his digital transcript into blocks. Now, your son in high school is starting late in this process. Um, for example, um, uh, Amazon is opening a school of preschools across the country. So those children that go into Jack Bezos' preschools will have digital badges and edgy blocks all through their entire um, learning situation. That's all on the blockchain. And once again, of course, uh, your son's in his Nike hyper adept shoes as also his dna every time he takes uh, um, a, a, an inoculation of course being in the nursing program have to take a lot of inoculations i have to go to you know regularly monitored uh, medical visits his dna will be collected all that will be as part of the gene coin and of course we've all heard about um id 2020 um bill gates rockefeller Accenture and a few other huge corporations putting together ID 2020 so that is will be your son's uh, complete identity up on the blockchain. So your son graduates from high school, he graduates in college and he's got this really strong looking digital transcript and he goes into into the workplace and in the workplace um, he joins not a normal corporation he'll be joining uh, um, Uh, a digital anonymous kind of organizations where there's no more of this top down, but everyone is a shareholder. Everyone makes choices. Everything is based on what your edu blocks are. Of course, your pension, your medical benefits, everything is also going to be on these edu blocks. So you'll be making decisions in this DAO Uh, about other people, they will be making decisions about you, the hiring or firing, did you produce, did you not produce? And all of these, this information that's been put into your EduBlocks and your ID2020 and your DAO, all of that is a permanent record up on the cloud. So why does that matter to you as a parent? Why, what's the big deal? Or why does that matter to us as um, exoconscious humans? What's, what's the big deal about that? Well, um, when your son navigated into this labyrinth of, of transhumanism and, and blockchains and EduBlocks and digital currency, you went right along with him because you also, as parents and family members, are also linked up to this blockchain. And I think as we navigate this, we just really have to look at what this means for all of us as we're as we're looking at what's happening um, to us as humans and whether or not this is something that we want to move into, or is this something that we wanna put boundaries around, or is this something that we welcome, or are we um, going to be cautious and um, careful as we navigate into it? But I just wanted you today to kind of have the whole big picture of what that meant, because I think transhumanism really sort of takes itself apart in blocks and it's hard to see how all the blocks fit together. And I hope this gives you a little bit of an overview.
1: Oh my gosh, Rebecca, that is really, really, really intense. I have to say that I am having a massive reaction about this presentation and I personally need to just state to the universe and everyone here that I choose an organic timeline with humanity fully in its own capacity of self-leadership without any technology yes. <laughs> intervention by any of these yes. <laughs> luminaries who think that they're in charge of us. It's like, no, thank you. No way. <laughs> and you well, agree? Is I it- totally
2: agree. Wow. I hope no everybody here agrees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, my God, no, 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 no. That is not what I choose. I don't want it. Absolutely not. Whoever thinks that they are able to, oh, do you want to stop sharing that? You know, whoever thinks that they are I think you have to stop sharing your screen if you want us to see your lovely face again. <laughs> so okay. in other words, um whoa, yeah, no. <laughs> no thank you. No. <laughs> how well, do that, we uh, This how, is just part 1. I mean, we're not going to go
2: to part 2 as to how we're going to navigate this.
1: <laughs> okay, so in other words, you're you're also saying that you're researching and looking at this and going Oh my gosh, this is crazy stuff. I'm not into it. Is that your position? Or... Oh, totally, totally. Okay, okay great. but also, I want to be fair. I mean,
2: if, if if you're a healer, I mean, this whole this whole portal to ascension um, five days is made possible because of technology and AI.
1: Sure, technology has its place, right?
0: And Absolutely.
2: So, from- right. So I'm not saying get out of my life i'm saying let's be smart about
1: what we're doing Mm -hmm. okay so let me go on as a concept isn't something i'm even interested in at all like no keep your damn stuff out of my body like any you know and i I imagine a lot of people think feel the same way like the human being was already designed as a highly advanced technology that is far superior to anything that they can think up or Makeup, so they're just they're trying to interfere with it and reroute it to their own purposes is what it feels like to me
2: oh yes and this isn't new this is old stuff this is old alchemy this has been tried numerous times on earth this is nothing new um and we just need to um be aware of it and navigate it
1: well have you did you hear corey good's talk um I when know. he was saying that the Anshar this was a while back. And he said that the Amshar consider themselves to be us in the future. And they are looking back at this time frame that we're in and they're saying, we're still dealing with the mistakes you guys made about this, however many thousands of years in the future. And so it really is a timeline question and a big choice point for humanity. And I feel like there's beings that are presenting it as a choice when it really isn't. It's like, who even said that this is a choice? Like, we didn't ask for this choice this has nothing to do with our highest good or who we really are as beings. And you've interjected this and now are presenting it as a choice. And that's not cool. Like I I even question who set this up as, Oh, now there's this big choice for humanity. Do you have anything to comment about that? (laughs) Well, I
2: think when all of us come into, into life here on earth, that, um, We're certainly not a blank slate. We certainly come in with all kinds of extraterrestrial consciousness. You know, there's a lot of people, myself and a lot of people on the Experiencer panel, a lot of people that are are watching today that, you know, we came in with a lot of knowledge. You know, we may be from star systems that have also had, like you said, had to deal with this situation. So um, that's why we at the Institute are doing our work because we want to preserve and advance natural human consciousness.
1: That's beautiful. I am absolutely love that. And yes, I do feel that other races, from what I understand, have had to deal with this. Yes. And this AI transhumanist concept, basically, rather than like dealing with and working with and getting to know and playing with other extraterrestrial beings who are benevolent and want to play nicely and who want to advance all of our consciousness in harmony with the one. That's one whole arena, right? And then the other arena is where it's mixed up with this more nefarious negative agenda stuff that is actually, if human beings were asked, they would be like, no, thank you. That's not what I choose, but they're trying to sneak it in or make it look normal. Do you agree?
2: But, yes. But in order to choose, you have to be conscious.
1: Yes. you have to so if,
2: if you're not conscious of what this world is, what this whole technic- technocratic transhuman artificial intelligence world is, as an experiencer then you're not going to be able to make a choice the choice is going to be made for you that's why we really call it exo consciousness we need to be conscious about even if it's, if it's difficult or challenging and maybe scientifically we don't want to learn about this we have to learn about it and we have to be conscious or the choice is going to be made for us that's part of earth life is choices and we have to step up and make the choice that we wanna make. And that's really why we're forming
1: the Institute. Mm -hmm. And so how do people navigate then? So making that choice, like I know as a healer, as an embodied being of consciousness to the best of my ability, when I tell the universe even just on my own, what I choose, that has an impact. Uh, In other words, our own inner choice with our own vibration has an impact. But is there another thing that you're suggesting that we need to do to state our choices clearly to those who are presenting this this as an option? (laughs) Well, I didn't really
2: get to get get into what we're doing as an institute. I think that'll answer some of the questions. It's kind of like, well, if you don't want to go this path of AI or use AI responsibly, let's say, then you also have that chance to go that path. So let me just really quickly go through and I sent I have a a video at the end. So um, I hope it comes on and that kind of sort of wrap everything up.
1: We have about six more minutes. So okay,
2: I'm just going to go really quickly. And then I'll show the video.
1: And then. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks.
2: And this is fascinating,
1: by the way. And I mean, thank Mm. you for being someone Brave enough to dive in and look at this stuff granularly, because I think a lot of us are just like, "Ah, get me out of here! I don't even want to look yeah, at it's it." It's
2: okay. I, I was afraid for three years. It took me three <laughs> years to write this book because I was so scared.
1: Oh, but I'm I not
2: scared anymore. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs>
2: I feel awesome. very. I actually feel very empowered. So wonderful. It's all good. Okay. Uh, okay. So, real quickly, as we think that we are oneness of consciousness, that AI also thinks they are actually. Uh, a oneness of consciousness too. So I'll just move through this really quick. Uh, I've come to the uh, realization after these three or four years of study and writing this book that the exoconscious humans are really the antidotes and the solutions for this um, transhuman world that we're moving into. And that's why we need to come together and form a community. So real briefly, who are these exoconscious humans? We are integrated. That means that we've integrated our contact. We have cosmic consciousness. So as um, transhumanism has alchemy, we have, which is ancient, we we ourselves have cosmic consciousness, which is also ancient. We can tap into that knowing. We have high psychic intelligence. Actually, the whole book is about, um, that I wrote, is about what uh, uh, psychic intelligence is. We believe that we as exoconscious humans can form a peer to peer relationship with extraterrestrials. So that means we remain humans with ET contact and that we are at an equal relationship of peer to peer with extraterrestrials. And with that peer to peer relationship, then we do what's called being co creative. So we um, remain humans, remain knowing, remain multidimensional beings going out in this field of consciousness freely and begin to consult and gather information in order to bring forth innovations and um, different inventions. And that's the whole um, focus of the Institute. We call ourselves CE6. Um, I don't really have time to talk about that or uh, the whole biophoton field. But what we do believe is that when we have extraterrestrial contact that we actually get a higher IQ so a higher psychic IQ happens and this was shown through the free um, survey of all the, the five thousand extraterrestrial experiencers over five years that they when they had contact that their psychic intelligence uh, expanded and increased so um, we have a whole uh, perspective of exoconscious biology. It's very different than synthetic biology. And we believe that we are an antidote actually to synthetic biology and that we can become what we call epigenetic engineers. And that we are as epigenetic engineers, our body and our psychic intelligence and the energy field around us actually become an influencer in this whole quantum field. So a great part of our community are exoconscious healers and we believe that these healers are actually going to bring in the next phase of medicine, the next phase of biology, uh, conscious biology that is that is going to be here on earth. And we are called IXO. So we have two missions. Our first mission is seeding the co-created inventions and innovations. So We are seeding exoconscious humans that actually want to apply their contact into uh, their work in agriculture or teaching and education or or building a new economics or um, doing art or new kinds of spirituality. And also we are training and educating another generation of co-creators. So those are our two. you can go on my website, offer exoconscious coaching. I'm going to offer an online class about the exoconscious human. Uh, you can go to my website and order the book. It's not formally published yet, but it should be in a month or so. So I hope this works. This is an overview of our institute. Welcome to the era of exoconsciousness, the innate human ability to connect, communicate and co-create with ETs and multidimensionals. Normal individuals, a singular institute. We are normal people gathered in a singular institute to recognize and integrate our et multidimensional nature and abilities using them to produce innovations to build an exoconscious civilization entrepreneurship and education we are committed to co-creating a healthy world of free individuals with advanced consciousness. This icon represents the levels of consciousness involved in exoconscious entrepreneurship and education, which include awareness, self integration, morally autonomous participation, collaboration, and co creation. The X realities in exoconscious experience. This icon represents the balance of co-creation, feminine masculine, yin yang, earth cosmos. The inverted pyramid represents the multi dimension accessible to exoconscious humans that begins with an inward, grounded, and balanced awareness. The upward pyramid represents our exoconscious paradigm ascending from within and moving outward to its highest purpose. Together they form an hourglass representing a trustworthy nature, a consistency over time of the Institute for Exoconsciousness and its members. Opportunities. Opportunity is the gateway that connects exoconscious entrepreneurs, providing exposure and support for innovative co-creations through strong dynamic networks, extending interdimensionally through and beyond space and time. Discover more at iXO.com. We are so conscious.
0: And you can check out the Institute for Exoconsciousness online, their website, and also check out the conference that we're doing because Rebecca Hardcastle and Portal to Ascension, we've teamed up now. Not only are we helping create their Institute website, but also we are doing their live conference every year. So the first one, February 6th, 2021. If you're listening to this uh, before then, probably not, it's already happened and you can go to our website and sign up there and go and view it, look at past events, log in, take a look. We're gonna have eight to nine people all day. A lot of amazing information all about providing tools to step into this exoconscious civilization that is manifesting. What does it? What will it take? What tools do we have? What practical steps can we take in order to be exoconscious humans? Exoconscious humans includes multidimensionals, interdimensionals, extraterrestrials, the universe, the void, the multiverse. Like, What will it take to activate ourselves and reach into that? Are there tools and techniques that exist? And there are. So that's what that conference is all about. And that's what Rebecca is all about love and appreciate you all if you want to follow us on instagram you can follow me at mc underscore resonance check us out on facebook at portal to ascension on youtube at portal to ascension and patreon if you'd like to support us so we can keep doing this and create more events and take it international you can go to our patreon page at portal to ascension there and sign up and you also get exclusive bonuses all right now today's featured artist is myself i haven't actually performed on this radio show for a, over a few weeks now. So this is going to be my part of the Woken Word conference where I did Woken Word open mic, excuse me, where I did my own segment, um, a few different songs, and also I had the opportunity to explain what the songs meant, which I always love to do because that's the reason why I create the poetry is really to convey you know, universal information, ancient history, spirituality. I love conveying it through poetry because it's really – an, an amazing tool to convey a message or information through art right so that's what i tried to do and i did in this piece coming up here so i'm going to go ahead and put that on right now love you all have a beautiful evening day afternoon wherever you are on or off planet see you later Is politics intertwine with spirituality Is politics intertwine with spirituality All right. So I'm going to get into a few spoken word pieces here. And this one, this, this is all stuff I really haven't performed before. Actually, a couple of them I performed for The last ones I performed, but the first three I haven't. So the first one here is called My Incarnations. And um, this one is basically just me downloading the different incarnations and the whole concept of that we are Um, you know, multidimensional beings, and we've been all types of things. Like, we've probably done some crazy bad, what we dub as negative bad stuff in previous lives, you know, at wars, killed people, who knows what we've done, right? But we keep coming back here to have this experience, and maybe we're just balancing out all the experiences we had before. So this one is just about my incarnations. I've been a murderer a psychotic strangler, a dimensional untangler, quantum surfer, incarnate, incarnational overseer, department store manager, grocery store bagger, been on the streets as a handler, rhymes that will damage the neuroreceptors you can't manage to rearrange, imprints of every name I took will never take hidden in my brain. Days of silence, the subconscious mind melds into the main cerebral cortex, tripped and I fell into the vortex, lost in the phantom zone, nowhere to live. The entire universe is my home. I was born only to be reborn again, not part of any formal organized corruption, spit from the core, a pebble in the ocean to stop all the intergalactic wars. This next one here is called Lyrical Genius. It's cause I couldn't find another name for it. And when I spit it, I was like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> So I called it lyrical genius. I am a prolific lyricist, the sickest physicist, praised by anarchists to deconstruct mold and erect new structures and stuff that will redefine the earth to know who we are. This is by far the best interpretation of a way to incorporate nation into business states. Entities control my mind and soul, godless, victimless, and old paradigm of the ones who claim to know. Every DNA strand holds the information of all mankind and a root back to the central mind, the one that vibrates, makes the world shake, the earth will quake, penetrate rhymes and skills, spin back vinyl, spit ill notes, Hit high notes, my high grows just a little bit more each time I toke to the ignorant and the woke, embody the paradoxical reality. The challenge will be to live in duality while existing consciously, but it will be done. As I go home and enter the black sun, the central one, I'm going home to the black sun. All right, this one here is called, no name. Okay, here we go. I generate the rhymes that penetrate timelines, travel back to worlds unseen and unheard. In the beginning was the word, unfathomed. The illusion of reality is blurred. A dimension where words were slurred, not quite yet articulated. Dualistic experiences were not yet incurred. So I fly high, open my metallic wings like a bird. You see, in the days of old, I, I was a celestial craft with lightning stranding off, taking off in a flash through bridges in space time, eliminate distances. Life is just a series of instances. I'm instantly in bliss when I reminisce of a fifth dimensional activist who raised his fist to stop all this bullshit. In this industrial system and division within the prison, this industrial system is forcing the Messiah to once again become risen. Not letting energy, time to dismiss them, a wisdom or they, but who the is they? To never reincarnate again, recycle the souls into the central black hole, time to bring back the days of old combined with the new wisdom. I embraced my earthly mission. The intergalactic vision is to rejoin all the civilizations that are patiently waiting for us to grow up and mature, the beings that are here to reinsure that one day this universal war that is currently at the shores of our watery planet will no longer endure. Karmic cycle will end, space-time will bend, and our ancestors from the heavens will descend. All right so now a couple of poems that i know by heart so this next one here is called political spirituality and i wrote this one a long time ago and the whole um this is about the um you know constantine in 325 ad and what they did with the council of nicaea and how they created the what we currently know as the bible and how there were hundreds of gospels and only a few of them were taken and there was even counts of jesus where he didn't even get crucified it's even argued that in 325 ad they actually added the crucifixion to the Bible when Constantine you know, proclaimed Christianity the number one religion. So this one's about that. Hopefully I remember this one, I forget it often, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe so I can do it right. The sun stops on the 22nd. It dies in the skies, reflects over oceans. He walks on water. Didn't you see him telling me how to be like he lived? Well, he died for us. But there's no such thing as us. There's only one covenant. Feel me, show me, teach me. Since 325 A.D., Constantine proclaimed himself a part of divinity. Manipulations of Christianity, making us believe you can create order from anarchy. Place me at the bottom of the elitist hierarchy, creating a Tower of Babel so we can reach God. Not separate at all. It's all crystal clear. Human flaws portrayed in a concept of divinity is politics intertwined with spirituality. Is politics intertwined with spirituality? Galaxy so far away, we intertwine planetary cosmic stargate to seek. Breach walls of society, spread word to the masses, assume of volcanic ashes, cosmic element irrelevant to the reason why we will control your mind with words of divine originality, originally believed to be one of the free rebels of humanity. It's a fallacy of superficial promises of rules and laws, Find the meaning for a true cause, scriptures and prophecies of the second coming of God. The new age won't be as hard, a thousand years in revelations with us realizing we are God. The rise in the feminine energy is due to us becoming brothers, one with the your mother, no but Jehovah our witness knocking on my door. No more pimps and street corner whores. No more media manipulations, violence, and gore. So until that day arrives, I will meditate and concentrate my thought and my mind on the manifestation of one love, consciousness, and rhymes. Thank you. All right, last one. This one is called um, Road to Zion. And even though it sounds nothing like Damien Marley's song, Road to Zion, I was listening to the beat and the frequency of what he was really saying in that song, "The Road to Zion is what I really like um, kind of embedded into this poem, um, this piece here. And I I wrote it over 14 years ago. There was two, when I was doing hundreds of open mics, there was two of them that I was doing a lot. And this was one of the main ones that I'll always do. It's my favorite one. Road to Zion. In this world of calamity, with organized piety making fools drop to their knees. You see, we be the free, People see right in front. Time for the peripheral, never-minded ignorance. Be the bigger man, I see the benevolence. The interdimensional energy of love holds my truth above other dimensions. You see, I'm the anti-level backing being sucked down with the pull of a black hole. Second, this universe shows acceptance. Knows acceptance by accepting the predicament I'm in. What all the government makes me think I do is all I do is a sin. Straight fear-mongering. So right with a pen, and beginning to end. Just know we chose to be here. Tear perception of fear. And remember, Jah will be waiting there. It's time to believe in yourself. To forget monetary wealth. To concentrate on your health. Stones pelt, body bloody, judgment by those who say they love me. But what does love mean within these lower frequencies of emotions causing mental erosions? I'm frozen in a rapidly moving time, holding in the heavens flow of energy from realms of divine essence. These beings think that we're under their guide to receive lessons of ascension? No. The, the gods we show, the biblical portrayal of Jesus and pagan rituals, the deities who we worship and bow, ask for forgiveness. And how can we reach the kingdom of heaven? away from ourselves, looking externally for personified God, indemnified souls, the old ancestry, the duality of friends and foes, know this, the energy level will persist. The new world order doesn't matter one bit. No one world without singularity, physical perceptions manifest in realms of spirituality, no order, pure anarchy to set all of humanity in 13 different third dimensional planetary systems free. So follow me if you want to transcend and ascend to the fourth density.